Welcome everybody to the George D NFL show. I'm your host George D and this is the premier podcast in world history. Uh, We mainly cover the NFL and the NFC West in particular and this is a treat for you as well as for me to be able to talk football to all you football fanatics out there like myself. NFL super fan since 1990s, myself I'm speaking of. Um, so this episode we're gonna cover the um, first round of the 2022 NFL draft. We're gonna mainly focus on the NFC West teams because that is my level of expertise. I do not claim to know the whole entire NFL and. I do not want to. That is quite, quite, quite an effort to know every single one of these 32 teams inside and out. So I I focus my attention on the NFC West and on maybe the New York Jets a little bit because uh, they're kind of a cool team to follow, you know, kind of being like the underdogs out there in the AFC. Um, But anyway, back to the topic at hand. The first round of the NFL draft was last night, and um, there was not too many surprises. I mean, there was some small surprises, but it pretty much went to um, to plan. Um, the there was a few trades, which can get complicated, so we're not gonna really get into that. We'll just go through like the the top ten picks quickly. Um, Jacksonville selected um, Trayvon Walker out of um, Georgia, the edge rusher. So they're going to, you know, pencil him in as a starter and expect production out of him. The Detroit Lions got the the hometown kid, Aiden Hutchinson, defensive end out of Michigan, who was, a lot of people thought he would go number one, but it wasn't really like a shock that Walker went number one because, I mean, there was like walkers really good houston selected Derek stingley at number three a very good cornerback i really like the way this kid plays so the the texans added him to their secondary so that's gonna help them out i don't know they need a lot of help elsewhere but that's a good place to start in your secondary adding a a a really good shutdown corner the jets added sauce gardner um a shutdown corner defensive back out of Cincinnati with the number four pick really like that pick for them um big physical cornerback played extremely well at at the University of Cincinnati um he looks the part he played the part in in college and he's gonna go to a team that that has a a defensive-minded coach that's gonna that's gonna love to utilize him and, and put him in positions to succeed um at number five, the New York Giants selected Kayvon Thibodeau, the edge rusher out of Oregon. Really good edge rusher um, in college. And the Giants got him at number five. Carolina added Iki Kwanu, the offensive tackle out of North Carolina State. Um, very, one of the best tackles, the best tackle in the draft. Um, he fell to number six to the Panthers, so they added him. Um, very good pick for them. Um, those, those those dominant players in the trenches 
are invaluable to NFL teams. Um, they don't get all the highlights and the, the headlines, but they're just as important. Um, number eight. Oh, wait, number seventh pick. The Giants come right back at number seven and pick Evan Neal, the offensive tackle out of Alabama. So a very good pick for them, like I just mentioned about the guys in the trenches. So the Giants add a one of the best edge rushers and one of the best tackles in back-to-back picks, number five and number seven. Um, so very solid first round for, for the Giants. At number eight, the Atlanta Falcons selected Drake London, a big uh, wide receiver out of USC. Very good production. Um, kind of reminds me of like a, a Mike Evans type. So they're going to add him. They have Kyle Pitts there. Um, I think they re-signed Cordero Patterson. So they might be able to, you know, not lose by 20. You know, they might lose by like 14 or something. They got a lot of work to do in Atlanta. Um, okay, Seattle. Selected Charles Cross, offensive tackle out of Ole Miss. We'll get into this here in a little bit. Um, and the New York Jets at number 10 selected Garrett Wilson, a wide receiver out of Ohio State. Um, I was really interested to see where Garrett Wilson went because um, I watched him play at Ohio State and he was very, very good. He was, he was really, really good actually. Especially in that last game against Michigan in... Um, in the snow in the blurries like he played really really well and I was really impressed because Michigan uh, was very determined and they were very very good and Garrett Wilson was still doing his thing against them and you know that was I was really and Olave also out of Ohio State he went at number 11 to um to the New Orleans Saints, and then also, I think that's it, as far as Ohio State receivers, I might be mistaken, but anyway, so Michigan got the number one guy, Aiden Hutchinson, to go two, and then the Buckeyes, uh, two receivers went in the top 11, so Big Ten uh, schools showing up there in the top 11. So that's good. Um, but yeah, we're going to break down the NFC West in the first round. And this is um, the Seattle Seahawks had the first pick as far as NFC West teams. They selected Charles Cross, an offensive tackle out of Mississippi. Um, he is six foot five, 307 pounds. Um, he... Uh, SB Nation, uh, a website that, that's dedicated to football, did a, a breakdown of them, and I took some notes off of that to share here on the podcast, so shout out to SB Nation. Um, they said he is a fluid mover with long arms, and he rarely gave up pressures in the SEC, so those are good. Um, he flew, Being a fluid mover is is very good at an offensive tackle spot he has the size six foot five 307 pounds so 
And he did play in the SEC. Um, a lot of coaches and, and front offices value that in the NFL because that is as close to pro football as you can get um, in the, at the college level. The SEC, some ACC schools, the Big Ten has some really good programs. Um, and, and out west, sometimes you get really, really close teams that are like kind of semi-pro, but the SEC is kind of like the main spot and it has been for like the last almost 20 years at least 15 um so he did play in the sec charles cross six foot five 307 fluid mover that means you can move around you you're not like um clunky and that's important because these edge rushers they have a variety of different moves to try to get past you and you have to have fluidity you have to be able to, you know, move laterally and move from this side to that side. And he has long arms to be able to, you know, grab a hold of these guys and not hold them, but like, you know, make contact and keep them off, keep them off the, the quarterback and the running backs, etc. So he's penciled in as a starter. I checked ourlads.com. Um, they, they do great work with the depth charts and um, things of that nature. And he's penciled in as a starter there in Seattle, so I don't see why he wouldn't be. You don't spend the top 10 pick on a tackle and, you know, redshirt him. You throw him in there and you see how he's, he's going to do. Um, they did mention a couple of drawbacks that he only had 20 starts at, at, at Mississippi. Um, and, and he played in an offense that's not like NFL-like. Cause, cause, and, and like gimmicky offenses, offenses that use a lot of different pass formations. That's not really like an NFL style because defenses know how to attack. If you're just like doing gimmicky stuff, like they're the defenses are too good. They have too many good players. So it kind of boils down to who does the 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 bear. The, the basics better you know like who runs the ball better who runs the routes better and who has the better players so you don't do a lot of gimmicky stuff but that's one that's those are a couple drawbacks he doesn't have a lot of experience only 20 starts at, at Ole Miss um and the offense is not NFL like that's what they mentioned in that article the the best things they said about him were they had a little um, a list. It said the best are his athleticism, his arm length, and his foot speed. All of which goes along with that fluidity that they talked about. So that's all good. I'm sure the Seattle fans are excited to get him. I was kind of glad that they did not get Sauce, Sauce Gardner or Derek Stingley. Because I think um, cornerbacks are... I did an episode of couple episodes ago of a team build and I think cornerbacks are very important so I was kind of glad that the Seahawks did not get one of those guys but they did get a really good offensive tackle and uh, like I mentioned before those guys in the trenches make a lot of plays that go unnoticed but they are essential to winning so he I think he'll I mean I don't know I think he'll help them out in, in uh, up there in Seattle it's not like a splashy, flashy move where you like everybody's got all these highlights they can play of them. But I, I, lo I love guys in the trenches. Um, quick story: 
the Baltimore Ravens when LA did not have a team I kind of followed them and I remember the 96 draft um there was like these running backs that people everybody wanted in these receivers and I was really excited to see who the Ravens would take because like I said there wasn't a team in LA and I was kind of following them um and, and they selected Jonathan Ogden and I was kind of deflated I was like what and it did and now mind you I was like 13 or 14 at the time so I was kind of like why would they draft a, a lineman you know like and it just I was and my my buddy at the time he was looking forward to the draft because his team was drafting and um back then he called me immediately and he was talking crap he's like you guys didn't draft this running back I think it was like Lawrence Phillips out of Nebraska um he's like you guys are idiots and I I mean I didn't know really what to say because I was expecting you know a, a flashy player but Jonathan Ogden only went on to become one of the greatest left tackles of all time um all pro uh Super Bowl champion and that I'm glad I learned that early in my football um life because it showed me the importance of a a, a left tackle and and drafting him that high you know it, that way I'm not as an as a as an older man like saying oh why would they draft a tackle like I know the importance of it so this pick makes sense for them for the Seahawks um they said the worst parts of him are his run blocking now mind you this is only one one article I didn't like go into extreme detail like hours of footage watching so they said his worst attributes are his run blocking his hand usage now that's different than arm length because he had he does have the arm length but his hand usage is like hand fighting now just imagine you're in a shoving match with somebody and you don't know and if you're good to move in your hands you can manipulate right like wax on wax off um and if you're bad at hand movement you can um you can get thrown off balance or you can get you know you can be the one getting manipulated because of the hand usage the hand placement so they said that he needs to work on that and his technique and his ex his experience are also on the worst category so he's a young player i'm sure the seahawks are gonna coach him up and get him to be the best version of himself for up there in the pacific northwest but that's who seattle drafted with their um number nine pick that they got in the russell wilson trade so his projection from sb nation is a starting left a starting tackle with boom or bust projections so he can either be really really good or he can kind of bust and we don't know i'm not going to make a prediction obviously as, as a as a fan of not the seahawks i want to see this pick not work out for seattle maybe he doesn't maybe he struggles his first couple years and the seahawks get rid of him and then he plays well somewhere else and makes a good career that would be best case scenario for himself but that's what seattle did in the first round with their number nine pick the um the arizona cardinals had the 23rd pick in the in the draft and that was it the the 49ers and the rams did not select in the first round and seattle and arizona only had one pick a piece 
the Arizona Cardinals with their 23rd pick. They traded that pick to the Baltimore Ravens for wide receiver Marquise Hollywood Brown. Um, he's a 5'9", 180-pound receiver. Very fast. Um, a little bit undersized, but he makes up for that with his speed and with his hands. He's And his durability has not been affected by his size. He's only missed three games since he came into the NFL in 2019, which is commendable and, and it shows his toughness because you're getting you're in constant contact with a lot of big dudes. So he's only missed three games in the NFL in three seasons, and he did play at Oklahoma with their with their current quarterback Kyler Murray. So there's a connection there. Kyler Murray was happy to see this trade happen. He tweeted that um, he was excited about this trade. So um, Marquise Brown in 2021 was his best year. As far as statistically, he had 91 receptions, 191 receptions, 1,000 yard, 1,800 yards. Or okay, reset. He had 91 receptions. 1,008 yards with six touchdowns, and he had one carry for five yards. So they, Arizona did not make a selection. They traded it for Mar Marquise Brown, and I was not happy about this trade because Arizona already has DeAndre Hopkins, one of the premier receivers in the NFL, and they have Rondell Moore, and they have Antoine Wesley. So, they have four solid receivers there now. Um, Hopkins is the best of them, but you put Rondell Moore and Marquise Brown, and they're going to be tough to guard. So, it makes sense for Arizona, like... If they didn't like the players at 23 and, you know, they, they I read the, the article that said that the GM had liked Marquise Brown coming out. The GM for Arizona had liked Marquise Brown coming out of Oklahoma in 2019. And he actually tried to draft him, but he couldn't work out a deal to, to move up and grab him before Baltimore drafted him. So he's able to get him three years later using his 23rd pick so I haven't seen any of the feedback from Cardinals fans on this pick but I would imagine it's probably split like maybe some of them are like why would you draft this guy or trade for this guy and maybe some of them are like gonna work out beautifully for our offense um that's kind of how things play out with fan bases you know it's kind of split in half positive and negative so that's what happened in the first round of the NFC West. The the Seahawks added um, Charles Cross, and the Arizona Cardinals traded for Marquise Brown. So these two players enter the division. Charles Cross up there in, in Seattle, and Kyle or Marquise Hollywood Brown down there in Arizona. So I don't think this changes the. The division too much 
but it does add a couple new players in to keep track of. Now the second round um, is coming up tonight, and I'm not gonna do a a second round. I'm gonna wait for the draft to be over, and then um, un- wait like a week to see if any free agent signings happen before I do another episode. Um, Cause I don't really like to do too much in-depth draft stuff because we don't know how these guys are gonna pan out. But anyway, Seattle has the 40th pick that they got from Denver in the Russell Wilson trade. So they're picking number 40 and they're picking at number 41. So Seattle will add, well maybe they'll add another couple players. I'll keep an eye on who they add. Or they might trade. Who knows? Um, so Seattle picks at 40 and 41 in the second round. Arizona picks at number 55. And San Francisco picks at number 61. So that's what's going to happen in the second round of this draft. But the first round is over. And um, like I said earlier, I was glad that the... Seahawks did not add Sauce Gardner or Derek Stingley. Um, They did not improve their defense, which is good for um, teams that are going to play them. And um, the Cardinals adding Marquise Brown is going to make them problematic to slow down. Because if you put your best cornerback on DeAndre Hopkins... Now you have Marquise Brown and Rondell Moore on running around on the other side and you still have to cover them. So how do you do that? Uh, you have to pressure Kyler Murray. You have to get to the quarterback and don't give him time to um, find these guys downfield. Um, and if they throw short, quick passes, which is a staple of that offense, you know, with the spacing and, and finding little you got to tackle them right away because if you don't tackle them they are going to run all the way to the end zone so crazy that the that the cardinals made that move i was expecting them to draft i had seen some mock drafts where they had uh, the cardinals adding a defensive tackle um but the cardinals did not they and and, and steve Kime, their gm said in an interview that they had been working on this for a couple weeks and I was clueless and I follow the NFC West so I had no idea they were trying to trade for Marquise Brown the headlines have been kind of dominated by Debo Samuel news oh yeah and Debo Samuel didn't get traded um I know we that was like the dominant story he was not traded for the Jets picks like the Jets were talking about maybe sending the 10th pick to the Niners for Debo but Apparently, that was not a very serious consideration because the GM for the Jets, Joe Douglas, said that that was not really... He, he said something along the lines of this, this path is, is was best for his franchise, meaning selecting Garrett Wilson at 10, Sauce Gardner at number 4, and Jermaine Johnson, the edge rusher, late in the, in the first round. Um, they got him at number 26. So, that's what the GM of the Jets said. So, apparently everybody was 
going back and forth about this trade possibly happening and the Jets were like not even really considering it. So it is what it is. Um, first rounds in the books. NFC West is static. Um, I think not too much changed. Maybe the Cardinals got a little bit better, but not really because they lost Edmonds in free agency and they lost Christian Kirk. Um, so they did add Marquise Brown, but it's like a yin and yang type deal there. So that that's the show. Um, and I'm glad you guys listen and I will talk to you guys again pretty soon. I'm George D, your host, so talk to you later.